against my desires and against my wishes, I listened. And so, um, but I am excited though because I love <laughs> Dr. Pete Owenson. He's going to come and share a word with us. So I ask you to put your hands together for him as he comes, <laughs> shares God's word with us today. I love you, buddy. Love you. Well, good morning, Core Faith. It is good to see you and good to be with you again. And, uh, you know, with uh, Bishop's two ladies in his life, uh, you can't say no. I mean, he has to say yes and acquiesce at some point. But it is a privilege to be with you. And uh, Bishop and I talked about what I should talk about. And we talked about a message that we, uh, we gave to some of the men at Forge not too long ago, talking about honoring your father and mother. And this seems to be an appropriate time because the passing of a father is a very big deal, isn't it? It's a very big deal. It's major in so many ways. And, and it, in this message of honoring father and mother, we will be gathering next week. Unfortunately, I will be out of town and unable to attend this service. Uh, but I, I will be with you in spirit and praying for you. Um, uh, Rafael Angel Quinones was born April 11th, 1958. And uh, he was uh, a man who loved his family. He loved he loved handball, and he loved Jesus, and he loved so many other things. I, I have never met him in this life, and I was looking forward to that because I was born on the same day three years earlier than him. Uh, I loved handball. I loved my family. I loved Jesus, and I was looking forward in this place to meeting him, talking to him about Jesus, and uh, talking about his, his son and family who we both love. And, uh, and so it's a time to honor, a time to remember, and it's a privilege to even think about this subject of honoring your father and mother together with you today. Let's pray, and then we'll look into God's holy word. Our great God, what a joy it is to be able to worship with God's people, with your people, to be able to sing scripture like all things really do work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose to really focus on the gospel as Hector and the worship team have led us to do this morning. How thankful we are for the gospel of Jesus Christ. It gives us hope, transforms our life. And now we just commit this time of looking into your word to you and pray for the one who teaches that you'd forgive him his sins and use one who is finite to communicate your infinite truth. For we have come truly into this place to focus upon you as we pray in Jesus' holy name. And God's people said, amen. Well, you probably all know the Ten Commandments memorized by heart. Uh, when I was younger, we were forced to memorize, in the Baptist church I grew up in, the Ten Commandments in order. Exodus 20, is the fifth, uh, 20 verse 12 is the fifth commandment. Uh, honor your father and mother that uh, your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God has given to you. Honor your father and mother that your days may be prolonged in the land which, your, which God your father has given to you. And, and, and that's the fifth commandment. It's interesting that we are called to honor our mother and our father. And we want to unpack that today. But interestingly, back up with me to the first commandment. What is the first commandment? You shall have 
no other gods before me. You shall have no other gods before me. In other words, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, God says to the Israelites. I am the God who grace redeemed you from Israel, I'm, uh, from, from Egypt. I'm the one that took you out. So therefore, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall honor me because I'm the one that redeemed you. And then the second command is you shall not make any graven images we honor God by not making graven images, by thinking that something that we could make with our hands would in some way honor God. That's silly, isn't it? And yet people have done it all down through human history. So honor God because he's the one that redeemed us. Honor God by not making graven images of God. And then the third one, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Actually, that word in the Hebrew is you shall not carry the name of the Lord your God. Wherever God's people go, we carry his name, don't we? Uh, once you meet, meet Jesus, you cannot unmeet Jesus. Once you come to faith in Christ, you cannot come out of faith in Christ. We can slip, we can slip back, but he holds us deeply to him. And so he says, uh, wherever you go, remember that you carry my honor, my name, wherever you go. Boy, has that ever stopped bad behavior on our part? It has me sometimes, I want you to know, because I am God's son, and I'm out there, and I'm a pastor in this area. Uh, I go out, and sometimes people come up to me, and they say, hey, Pastor Pete, and I look at them, and I say, what's your name? <laughs> I've never met them before. They've somehow met me. They've somehow seen me, and so I'm out there. I can't even go sin in public, you know, and I don't want to, right? But the reality is we carry the name of the Lord a God in vain, and we honor him with our life. And then, and then the fourth commandment, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Honor me on this day when you remember that I created you, that I redeemed you, that I am the Lord your God. And so there's a very real sense in which a day like today of honoring him is so important. And then the fifth commandment, interestingly, on the first tablet, the first five, it says, honor your father and your mother. The first four are about honoring God and here we have a bridge, don't we? A bridge command that even in the first tablet, it says, honor your father and your mother. Why? Because, you see, when we honor God, it relates in all of our relationships, doesn't it? What did Jesus say? Remember that one time somebody came to him and said, Jesus, what is the number one command in all of the Old Testament? And there's over 600 of them. What is the number one command? Could you and I narrow that down to one command? Woo! I don't know. What Jesus does it, he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and your neighbor as yourself. This is a, a fulfillment of the, of the Ten Commandments, isn't it? As we honor God, we learn to honor other people. And so this command is so important. Honor flows downhill. It starts with God, and it moves to other people. And that's the, the big flow that I want us to see. If you've seen the movie Gladiator, years ago, one of my favorite movies, Gladiator, came out. And just before the, the opening battle where Maximus, the general, uh, and, and his second-in-command are about ready to take on the Germans in battle, the Romans against the Germans, they clasp their hands together, and they say two words to each other. Do you know what they are? They say, strength and honor. Strength and honor. As you go out to fight the enemy, 
remember that you must give all of your strength. But remember as you fight that you are fighting for the honor and glory of Rome. That's the big picture he makes. Strength and honor. And as we think of this word of honor, which is so often lost in American society today, uh, we, we, we struggle to get our heads around what does it mean to honor our father and mother? What does it mean to be an honorable person? I want to unpack that a little bit with us because it's so important. So rarely do we see honorable people in our culture today. And unfortunately, so many of our political leaders are not expressing an honorable way of life. So it's hard to honor them. Uh, however, let me ask you this question. Do you want to be honored? Do you want to be respected? Yes, we do. We want to be respected. We want to be honored. Uh, and so we need to understand what this actually means. So I've got three points. And Bishop said, I have an hour and a half to preach. Um, I'm kidding. I'm a Presbyterian, you know. The, the reality is he can, he can start out with 40 minutes and get to 50 just like that. And I get to 20 and... Uh, I'm going to get you out of here on time, but I've only got three points. But I want you to see, first of all, as we think about honoring our father and mother, and with so many kids here today, amazing, I'm talking to kids and parents, so this will be kind of fun. First of all, I want you to know that how children uh, um, treat their parents impacts how the children will treat others. Isn't that true? How children treat their parents is how children are going to impact others or how they're going to treat others, and that impacts the whole of civilization and culture. Let me unpack. That's a big point, but it's very, very important. And so we have to teach our children. Here's the truth. Parents must teach their kids to honor and respect them. So kids, now, you're one, now you know the answer to why your parents are trying to teach you certain things. Why no is a part of your family. No, you cannot do this. You must not do this. And why yes, this is how to live. It's your parents' job. And you think they were just trying to be mean. They're not trying to be mean. They love you. They gave birth to you. They're so glad for you. But the reality is parents have to train their kids because as we're born, and this is hard to take in, but as we're born, we're not born perfect. You're a beautiful little baby, but you're not born perfect. In fact, you and I, or all of us, when we're born, we're born with Adam's sin. And so the Bible tells us that children need to know the Lord early, and they need to have parents who teach them and train them what it means to honor them. Because as they grow up, if the kids are not honoring the parents, they will not honor other people in our, in our culture. And we see this, don't we see this as the American family is broken down? Don't we see the disrespect that's out there so much? I see it. I see it in the schools. I see it in the way people relate to me when I go into a store, you know, with all this gray hair. They don't know. I'm a spiritual giant and a pastor. And so, you know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They don't know who I am. And so, but they see the gray hair and there's a little ageism out there. You're an old guy. And so there isn't the respect that we ought to have. We have less respect and honor in our culture, um, partly because it's the breakdown in the family. 
And parents are not teaching that. And it's not a cultural value to teach it. So parents, this is so important. Parenting is building a life from the inside out. I, I love what Proverbs says. It says in Proverbs 22, 6, one of our favorite verses, train up a child in the way he shall go. When he's older, he will not depart from it. And so think of the word train with me just for a minute. The word train. If you're going to run a marathon, anybody run a marathon here? Okay, I haven't either. Uh, but if you're going to run a marathon, that's a long way, right? 20 plus miles. Now, if, if, if you want to run a marathon, Pastor, and you're going to get up, you say, I'm going to run a marathon tomorrow. Can you do it? No. What do you have to do if you're going to run a marathon? You've got to prepare. You've got to train. That means you've got to start out walking around the block. And then you've got to learn to run a mile. And then you got to, so training is something that you got to do for weeks and weeks and months in advance before you actually cross the starting line for a marathon. And that's what parenting is, isn't it? Parents, do you ever get tired of parenting? Kids, do you ever get tired of your parents' parenting? Yes, I can answer that for you. Parents, do you ever get tired of parenting your kids? Yes, I can answer that too. But it's training. It's training. It's the long term. It's the staying with it. It's pounding out the miles. It's saying yes and no and disciplining over and over and over again. Isn't it? Forever. Until they grow up and then they move out. And you will never know what your children actually will become until they become adults on their own. Then you see the effects of your parents. They go away to college maybe and they come back. No, no, no. They're not out on their own. They're still expecting you to wash their clothes and cook their meals, right? Not, not, not until they're out on their own will you, ever, will you see what they really are like. And so uh, this is so important. And when we don't train our children, it says that it's a shame on us. Some of you don't have kids yet, and you're saying this doesn't apply to me. It does because you will have kids. Uh, so well, Proverbs 29, 15 says, A child who gets his own way brings shame on his mother. Interesting. Proverbs 29, 17, correct your son and he will give you comfort. He will delight your soul. You do the hard work of parenting up front and you will, you will reap the benefits down the road. And I'll tell you, I, 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 uh, I proof positive, I have my firstborn son here today and his wonderful wife who I love so much, Allie, is my daughter-in-law and my three grandkids, Maggie, Molly, and Wyatt and... Um, I want you to know, if you do the hard work up front, it pays off. And then they get to do the hard work. And as parents, we get to, as grandparents, we get to hand them back. We get to spoil them. We get to love them. But we also get to train them as well. How important that is. So this is so important. And dads, by the way, parenting is not just for moms. Notice it says, honor your father and your mother. And in the Old Testament, this was really put at the feet of the dads. Deuteronomy chapter 6 says, dads, you shall teach your children when you get up, when you go out, when you do things, it's a kinetic kind of parenting. You don't have to just sit across the table. It's wherever you go and whatever you do. And grandparents, it's the same way. So what does it mean to honor and respect your parents? Well, it means to treat them with respect. <clears throat> it means to obey them. It means to learn to obey them. And they have to, they have to discipline us to train us 
to obey, right? And so honoring your father and your mother really is about teaching how to respect, how to honor another person, and as, as well for the Jew back then, it was taking care of them in their old age, uh, but usually we have uh, retirement plans today, so we don't have to worry so much about that. Um, so parents, let me just encourage you and the parents that are here and the parents that are watching this online, parenting is a long-term project, isn't it? It doesn't get done overnight. It takes many, many years. And I love to say this, once a parent, always a parent. You're always a parent uh, and, and, and in a particular relationship, but you need to learn to segue that as we get older and send our kids out. So, Train your kids to honor you, and, 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 and dads, if you're the more lenient one, you're going to have to ramp up your game. Moms, uh, if you're the more lenient one, you're going to have to let your husband seem a little bit heavier-handed maybe than you're like. We have to work, but best, parenting works best when we work together, right? Husbands and wife, and we are both holding to the same standard, training our kids in the way they should go. Uh, all right, so the first thing of honoring father and mother, the first point is that children, how children treat their parents impacts, and grandparents too, by the way, impacts how they will treat other people. As we disciple our kids to honor us, we are really making a positive contribution to society, aren't we? Our culture needs more respectful kids. All right, so the second major point I want you to note is that how, uh, how children treat their parents impacts how those kids will treat God. This is an even bigger point, isn't it? How, our, how we train our kids to treat us, how they treat their parents, is how they will learn to treat God. And that's why this is so, so very important. Uh, Dennis Prager, the Jewish talk show host, said this, there is a hierarchy in life without which moral order is unlikely. There is a hierarchy without which moral order is unlikely. God, parent, child. And, and so there's a very real sense in which there is a, if we're going to teach morals in a, in a, in a country, We've got to teach our kids not only to relate to us, but how they relate to us is how they are more likely going to relate to God. Um, if they honor us, they are more likely to honor God. And that's what Paul says in the New Testament in Ephesians 6. He says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. So here's the moral order. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Not, not, it's not easy, but it's right. And when we set the standard of being parents uh, that teach honoring, then our kids are more likely to honor God. Now, I want to tell you something that's fascinating. I learned this just the other day. In the Bible, it tells us, as God's people, to love God. The Israelites were also commanded to love the stranger who came to live in their midst. Do you know what the Bible never tells kids to do? It never tells them to love their parents. 
The Bible never tells the kids to love their parents. Why? Well, they either do or they don't, number one. And if they, if they do, that's great. And if they don't, it's irrelevant to try and command them to do something that is impossible. And so it says, respect your parents. Honor your parents. Uh, be, because that has a direct transference to how we relate to God. Particularly dads, this is a big deal. Fathers, this is a big deal. Uh, what I've learned so often is that in, in, in our ministry to men, with Bishop is on our board at Forge, uh, the reality is so many men are angry at God. So many people are angry at God. And when you, when you get a little bit below the surface and find their story, say, what's your story? Tell me about your life. You know what I find? That so many people are angry at their parents. They're angry at their dads. And they have transferred that to God. And counselors across the board have seen this. And so it's important for us to understand that as we teach our kids to honor us, it, it, there's a transference to God. And so it's, it's a very important that we keep this in mind because we do want our children to honor God, don't we? Every Christian parent wants their kids to follow Jesus. Uh, I do. Uh, and, uh, and, and you do as well. Well, th that raises the last point that I want to bring up. And this point is a 50-minute point, Bishop. I no, it is not. It's a shorter point. Uh, but I do want to bring this up as we think about it together. If, in fact, it's important to uh, honor father and mother. And by the way, did you notice that, kids? Honor your father and your mother. Uh, Wherever the Bible has gone, wherever God's word has gone, women have been honored, and women's status has been raised, and that's very, very, very important for us to see. Honor your father and mother. So uh, we, we, how our kids honor us impacts how they treat others, how, how they treat God, but it begs the question, how do we become people who are kids and other people can honor? See, this is a weighty question that, that really impacts me. If the command is on kids to honor their father and mother, isn't there a duty then that weighs heavily on the parents to become people that my kids can honor? I think so. I want to be respected. You want to be respected. But the question is, am I a respectable person? I want to be honored. You want to be honored. The question is, should I be honored because I just am alive? Or should I be honorable? And so this raises the question as we come, as we come even to, to remember your father and how honorable he was even in those last years of his life, speaking for Jesus, turning by God's grace, turning his life around. There's going to be a lot of talking about those stories, and they're great stories, Bishop. They're great stories. Uh, what a man of principle uh, he was and how he talked to people. The, the reality is I, I want to be a man that my kids can honor, making this command for them to honor me a little bit easier. Uh, so how do we do that? Someone said, uh, by the way, the bumper sticker, have you seen that? Uh, a bumper sticker, your daughter may be an honor student, but you're still an idiot. <laughs> I, uh, 
uh, it, it raises the question, it raises the question, are we honorable people? How do we become honorable people? Let me suggest some things, and then we'll wrap it up uh, and, 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 and begin to work on that in our own Christian lives. First of all, we become honorable people um, as we come to faith in Jesus Christ. You see, our status has to be changed. I love that song. We sang it. I wrote it down because I, I, I probably am not going to be able to say it. Uh, I am, help me up with the words. I am who I am because the I am has told me who I am. Did you get that? About the 20th time through, I finally got it. That's how slow I am. But I love that. In Jesus Christ, the reality is, is that our identity has changed, and we become beloved sons and daughters of the Most High God. We're forgiven. And that begins the process of becoming an honorable person. Because before we come to faith in Christ, we're not honorable. We're sinners. We're lawbreakers. We're doing our own thing. Life is all about us. And I want to be an honorable person. And back to Dennis Prager, the talk show host. He's Jewish. And uh, he tells the story about his, his uh, grandmother, uh, who was, he said, a very difficult woman. A very difficult woman. But his father, Max Prager, would call her every, every day at the end of the day. And this woman, his mother, would sometimes yell at her son over the phone calling him names and yelling at him. And what would uh, Dennis Prager's dad say? He'd say, yes, ma. Yes, ma. Yes, ma. And every week he brought her over to their house, and Dennis Prager witnessed this not very respectable grandmother being respected by her son. That's tough. Wouldn't it have been better wouldn't it have been better if the grandma had been a respectable person that was easier to honor? Yes, it is. And that starts when we come to faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I love this. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, right? Ephesians 6. But one verse I didn't read is Ephesians 6 verse 4. Fathers, catch this, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. This is a big principle, that, that if we be, well, he says, children, honor your parents. But then he says, dads, be honorable. And guys, you know, we all are a little hot-tempered at times. I get that. Uh, I have a quarter Venezuelan in me, and I blame it all on that, you know. Uh, we, we, but we're men are, are hot-tempered, uh, and we can be angry. Ladies, can you be angry too? Okay, we're not even going to talk about that. Uh, but, but we're all sinners, aren't we? And the reality is, is when we come to faith in Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven, our identity is changed, and the power of the Holy Spirit now comes to dwell within us so that we can become more honorable people. We can become people that our kids and our grandkids and people out in the rest of society can look at and say, you're an honorable person. And I'm going to honor God because of your life. That's an interesting uh, a way of looking at it, too. We become more honorable people when we understand uh, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ and accept him by faith. And, 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 and we can't expect our kids to honor us if we are not honorable. 
And that is important to understand that the Old Testament commandment, honor your father and mother, is based on the reality that the father and the mother are seeking to follow the law of God too. They're trying to be godly people. Parents, do we fail? Yes. Do we run to Jesus and confess our sins to try to be better parents? Absolutely, every day, every day. Uh, but that's one thing we can do now because we have the gospel. We become honorable people when we accept Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Secondly, when, when we understand and live a biblical purpose. We become honorable when we're living before our kids the biblical purposes of being good leaders, good workers, good warriors for the gospel and advance the kingdom of Jesus Christ. When we set before our kids that model of how to live, we present before them an honorable life that they can imitate. Now, let me ask you this. Do you remember more of what you were taught or do you remember more of what is caught? Do you remember more of what you're taught verbally or what you catch by watching? Yeah, powerful statement. Uh, if you're like me, I, 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 I like to read. I like to listen to messages. I catch a lot. I like to learn. But I tell you, in a home environment, our kids catch so much more. And so the reality is, is as we live biblical purposes as leaders, worker providers in society, good citizens, and then advancing the kingdom of God. Involvement in the church. We were talking about this, that you have a full-time job outside and you're a pastor in this church. Well, that's a lot of hours. And you have to keep them all going. What a wonderful thing. But the reality is uh, you get to flesh out being a dad and a Christian man out there in society. Don't we all? It's a privilege. And then by living godly character, right? And you would expect I would say this. Uh, Bishop preached at uh, as a message here on the fruit of the Spirit. What was the title of that sermon? Do you remember? In Season Men. And then he preached it at Forge entitled In Season Men. On the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians chapter 5. And I told our men at Forge it was the best sermon on, on Galatians 5 that I've ever heard. And I preached on it myself several times. It was so good. For the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And as we live out the fruit of the Spirit, and when we fail, we run to Jesus, right? And confess it. But as we live out the fruit of the Spirit, don't we become more honorable people? I'm still working on all of this. I want you to know. But we become people that are easy to honor. And so there it is. As we live that out, we live confidently and courageously. And this is your legacy then. You are a, a person who can be honored by your children, grandchildren, and by others. Well, uh, the list of dishonorable people is very, very long, isn't it, in American culture? in every culture, but we have this great opportunity in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're going to be honoring your dad, honoring the legacy of, of, of what he's done, and, um, we're, but we can become people of honor that people find it easier to respect, including our kids and grandkids. And when we fail, and when we fail, we run back to the cross because none of us are perfect. As I was wrapping up my thoughts this morning, I read 2 Timothy 2, verses 20 and 21, and this stood out to me today. 
Um, the Apostle Paul says this to Timothy, Now in a large house, there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also vessels of wood and earthenwell, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel, I love this, a vessel for honor, sanctified, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. And then he says, now flee youthful lusts. Flee, run away. Uh, and that's what we have the ability to do in the gospel. We are tra transformed by what Jesus has done and we get to become people of honor who our kids, our grandkids, and others can follow. Is that a challenge for you? Is that a challenge for me? You bet. Will you pray for me? And I will pray for you. What a privilege to honor the God of the universe by allowing him to develop in us as people of honor. Let's pray together. Our great God, how good you are. Thank you for the ability to, to worship you today. How thankful we are that you love us. How thankful we are that you are a father who develops us. You discipline us so that we might carry your godliness and your righteousness. But thank you, Lord Jesus, that through faith in you, your righteousness is already upon us. And we pray that we would become people of honor, a church of honor, that in this community brings honor and glory to you. For we pray these things in the strong name of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. And God's people said, amen, amen and amen. Bishop.